Howdy, howdy. Welcome back to Blue Skies. I'm getting a little tired of saying Blue Skies and Green Pastures, so I'm thinking about shortening the name. But for now, welcome back. Today's been a really good day so far. My son uh, got his motorcycle license, which was quite a long process. So we are all very excited about that process being completed. Woohoo! He passed! He had to take a road test, and it was just, it was a really long, a lot of work. He had to take a two-day motorcycle driving course where he was like the only one under 18. I'm really proud of him for taking the initiative and getting out there and doing that because my kids are a little bit sheltered, so for him, that was kind of a big deal, uh, but he did it. So I'm super proud of him. And then he had to borrow a motorcycle from a neighbor to, to take the test on. And then we had to load it up into the back of a pickup truck and we had to drive it 45 miles to the nearest um, driver's uh, license place. Then we had to wait in line. Then we had to blah, 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 you know, the process. Then we finally got in line after we passed the paperwork uh, test, then we had to wait quite a while and it's over. It's done. Hallelujah. So today I'm going to talk about something that has been on my mind for a while and it's just been, I've been trying not to rush into a podcast on this because it's a big topic and I wanted to study up on it quite a bit. And I'm obviously, I'm not, I don't know everything about this yet. And no one, no one knows everything about any subject, but I feel like I know enough about it now to talk about it. So let's get busy. The topic is why famous people leaving evangelical churches is a good thing. Hashtag exvangelical. And I am going to have this written out as a blog post as well. So if you prefer to read and skim and you don't have time to listen to the podcast, just go to my blog, www.blueskiesandgreenpastures.com. So what is the deal? Lots of famous people are leaving churches and not just quietly leaving but making announcements in social media, because isn't that what everyone does when they do anything in their life nowadays? They tell everyone, especially if you're a famous musician or a popular author or, you know, even a pastor. Um, if, you, if you're going to leave the traditional Christian church that you've been a part of your whole life, you're going to make an announcement. And... I'm here to say, right off the bat, I think this is a good thing. It's not a good thing that people are leaving, but it's a good thing that people who do not believe the gospel are leaving because these people have a lot of influence. And if, if they're going to be you know, going through a period of searching and trying to figure out what they believe, 
And if they're at the point where they're actually declaring that they don't believe the Bible as written, then they don't need to be in a position of authority where they can influence a lot of people. Now, unfortunately, um, you know, just making that announcement is going to influence people, but still they have, it's good that they are getting out of the church and, you know, hopefully God will save them and they'll go out, they'll, they'll, they'll be the prodigal son and then they'll come back and they'll be like, you know, humble and ready and stronger. You know, they're, they'll have true faith and they won't be up there pretending to be a Christian when they really aren't. So that is the essence of the title why it's a good thing that these people are leaving. And I I don't have a list of these people, but the latest one I heard of was a guy from the band DC Talk. But there have been multiple people. And um, Beth Moore, she's a famous author. She, She still considers herself a Christian, but she left the Southern Baptist Convention because she was upset about them. So, I mean, there's lots of different, re- you know, she may be a, bit a bad example, but I don't really consider her a faithful Christian either. So anyway, why, what have I been studying? I've been studying about progressive Christianity. And so these people that are leaving the church, they're basically progressive Christians. In other words, and, and they will use those terms. They, they are... I would call them searching, but they call themselves progressing. So what are they doing is they're, they're deciding what they want to believe. And that is not the way, okay, there's like a wasp right next to me. So hopefully it won't get on me. Uh, But these people are, you know, they have literally grown up in the church but evidently, they never really knew Jesus. They were just part of the culture of the church. They sang songs. They wrote books. But, you know, I guess they were just repeating what they heard, but it wasn't really in their heart. Maybe they followed in a parent's footsteps. Um, maybe they were really more into the music business, and they, they really didn't, you know, they were making up songs that sounded good. But it wasn't in their heart, like I said. So now that they're older, because the majority of them do seem to be in their 30s, 40s, um, they're starting to realize that they don't like what the Bible teaches. And, you know, which is an indication that they don't know God because they are judging God's word. Um And that is exactly what happens in progressive Christianity. So, you know, doubts are normal and all Christians have doubts. And what should you do when you have doubts? You should go to the Bible. And if, you know, if you can't, if you need help, go to another Christian. But should you, should you go join a cult and then ask, think that they're going to help you understand Christianity? No. So 
what is progressive Christianity? I'm just going to go ahead and jump ahead because I don't want this podcast to be too long. Um, I discovered progressive Christianity recently, even though it's been around for a long time. I never really like looked into it because I assumed it was a bad thing and it is a bad thing. But I did not know it was this bad. It's really bad. So basically, it is a false gospel. It is a different gospel. It is not Christianity at all. Um, I would sum it up as a as a spiritually minded community that is very similar or has the similar values of what we would call the radical left. And so obviously the radical left is not going to feel comfortable in the Orthodox church because, and what they, what they say is that it's oppressive. It's not inclusive. They don't like the Orthodox church's views on homosexuality and you know, they don't think the church is doing enough for social justice, even though they obviously don't know their history because the church is the original social justice movement. And that's another topic, but that is true. Jesus uh, was, you know, a vocal, he, he cared about people, but these people would say, oh yeah, Jesus Jesus was a socialist or Jesus was a social justice warrior or whatever. But they're reducing him to that one um, characteristic. They, there's, a, there's a lot, there's a more important part of Jesus that they don't want. And that is the part where he is God. And so how do they get there? Well, they, they rewrote the Bible, basically. They, they don't believe that the Bible is inspired by God. They think it was just, you know, people wrote the Bible. So we'll get to that in a minute. I want to give you a, a little quote. And this is from the book Saving Jesus from the Church. Um, the author's last name is Myers. And he says that Jesus is not a savior, but a teacher. Christianity should not teach original sin, but original blessing. And the core message of Jesus is ultimately one of social justice and compassion. He paints a picture of Christianity that the spiritual but not religious millennials I've interviewed would thoroughly embrace. Okay, that was from the conversation.com slash being a progressive Christian shouldn't be an oxymoron article. Okay, so it, the deeper you dig, you find out that they really, it's a, it's just a cult. But because they, they, they use the same words, it, it takes a while for people to figure that out. And some people are fine with that because they don't know God or they rejected God and they don't want God. So they want a, a religion that is different from Christianity. But my, my concern and the thing that upsets me is that since they call themselves Christians, that people are fooled by that. Just like other cults that use 
um, the Bible as part of their religion, but they don't really believe it. It's deceitful. So what do these people want? They want to make up their own beliefs. They want to be angry against the church that they feel has hurt them. But they don't realize that the church is the body of Christ. So you can't just like reject the whole body of Christ and go start your own new body. You know, we're all humans. We're still, you know, we're not perfect yet. But just going off and starting a new religion is not biblical. So one really important defining characteristic of progressive Christianity is that they, they reject the idea of sin and punishment for sin and judgment and hell. And I don't even think all of them believe in an afterlife in heaven or hell or, you know, heaven. I haven't really been able to find uh, definite, you know, information on that yet. That's for another podcast. Um, so who is Jesus? Jesus is not, they, they consider him a teacher. Um, but since they use the same words that real Christians use, they, they would even call him a savior. But they don't mean the same thing by that word savior that we do. Like, if I say Jesus is my savior, but I also say, um, you know, oh, my friend was my savior because they helped me with a really important project. Uh, That's not the same thing. So I want to read you an excerpt from a progressive sermon that was called Why Jesus is My Savior. Now, a few lines above this quote, he stated that he does not mean savior in the way that some derogatory term Christians mean it. Uh, one thing I've noticed about the, their quote sermons is that they include a lot of negativity towards Christians. They can't just like give their own beliefs. They have to like put down the beliefs of Bible believing Christians in a sermon. That's, that doesn't seem very, very loving. But anyway, okay, this is what this so-called preacher says. This idea that Jesus is a savior because he rescues us from the wrath of God remains a common view of what it means to say that Jesus is our savior within much of Christianity. But what a distorted view of God. And yes, I'm saying that Paul had a distorted view of God. The idea that God in all of God's holiness wants to punish sinners and that Jesus needs to step in to rescue us by paying the price for our sins with his own death is repugnant to me. Okay, so that is a very common theme in all progressive Christianity they consider Jesus, the idea, the doctrine, the traditional orthodox doctrine of the atonement in which Jesus died to pay the price of sin 
to pay the ransom for sin and save us from hell, they reject that whole idea. So as you can see, if you're a progressive Christian, you have no one to forgive you for your sins. And how do they deal with that problem? They just decide that you don't need to be forgiven. Okay, so if you go to progressivechristianity.com, they offer the what they call the eight points. And I'm just going to read these quickly. Okay, by calling ourselves progressive Christians, we mean that we are Christians who, one, believe that following the path and teachings of Jesus can lead to an awareness and experience of the sacred and the oneness and unity of all life. No. Two, affirm that the teachings of Jesus provide but one of many ways to experience the sacredness and oneness of life, and that we can draw from diverse sources of wisdom in our spiritual journey. Three, we seek community that is inclusive of all people, including but not limited to conventional Christians and questioning skeptics, believers and agnostics, women and men, those of all sexual orientations and gender identities, those of all classes and abilities. We Number four, we know that the way we behave towards one another is the fullest expression of what we believe. Five, we find grace in the search for understanding and believe that there is more value in questioning than in absolutes. Huh? Six, we strive for peace and justice among all people. That's okay. Seven, strive to protect and restore the integrity of our earth. Mm-hmm. Eight, commit to a path of lifelong learning and compassion and selfless love. Well, that sounds nice, right? But we all know that without the love of God in you that you get when you're born again, when you surrender to the Lord, you're not going to have selfless love because you're controlled by the flesh. But those are the eight points from the Center for Progressive Christianity on their website. And it also says on that little poster, spiritual networking and resources for an evolving faith. Okay, so what does the Bible say? The Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is not evolving, and neither is our belief in him. We, we believe in who he said he was, and he doesn't change. Progressive Christianity has about as much in common with traditional Christian beliefs as fruit snacks have in common with real fruit. As you can see in their list, they believe in the teachings of Jesus, okay? They do not believe in Jesus, the Son of God. They believe in his teachings, and not all of them, because they have rejected the ones that they don't like, or they, they'll just say, oh, he never said that. They've even created their own version of the scriptures, eliminating what they deem to be non-inclusive language. They literally change the word kingdom to kindom, K-I-N-dom, because they don't like the word king and many other ridiculous things. Um, another um, 
bad sign for them is that they have accepted the validity of other religions and their writings. And this completely goes against what God says about having no other gods besides him. Sadly, progressive Christians are hard at work raising their children in this false cult. The following quote is from a description of their children's curriculum. This is from their uh, one of the lessons for the children, teaching them to go within and find their own inner guidance and wisdom, stay focused and calm when needed to discover and harness divine energy. Okay, that's obviously nothing but new age uh, mysticism that is being redefined as progressive Christianity. There's nothing new under the sun. The key difference between actual Christianity and this false religion is that they reject the Bible as the infallible, inerrant, and living word of God. They, they, just, they just throw out what they don't like. But before we go, let's discuss why are these churches so popular with some people? Some, you know, it's, it's true that um, people are leaving churches and going and joining these, these fake Christian churches. Well, it's because uh, it's true that some churches have not um, served their members' needs well. They, they haven't uh, discipled people like they should. Maybe they haven't been, you know, been willing to help people out with, with various problems that we all have. And, and you know, people have gotten discouraged and, or, um, you know, maybe, that, maybe people just haven't gone to uh, the right church. Maybe they were in a cult before this and they're just, you know, cult hopping. People know that they need God and they are looking for him and they look, well, they want to find a place where they feel comfortable. And, you know, maybe someone invited them to a progressive church or maybe they just went online and they like typed in, Ooh, progressivechristianity.org. Let me go there. Well, I, I looked at a whole bunch of those churches and from a Christian viewpoint, they were horrifying these websites draw seekers in with emotive language and marketing that that paints them as inclusive and loving and community minded and and you know all are welcome all doctrines no account, no accountability no judgment no expectations only the one little expectation and that is that you will, you know, join them in their community service work. Unlike Christianity, which teaches that serving others will be an outworking of your faith, this progressive Christianity is very works-oriented. It, At least from the several websites that I looked at, it seemed like they're... Um, doing community service was pretty much their religion. And I feel like it has like been emphasized to the point where it's, it's their God. So, you know, social justice is their God. 
And eventually, you know, they're going to find that that does not satisfy the, the, uh, well, for one, that doing those good works, they're not, it does not forgive your sins. So sadly, they will still be in danger and will, and their sin will be judged when they die or, and later at the judgment. So wrapping this up, I just really hope that anyone who is attending a church where they're, they're leaving out parts of the Bible because they think they're offensive. I, I, I just really pray that you'll do your own research and find out that this is, this is an old trick of the devil. This is a very old trick. And, you know, saying things that make you feel good about yourself um, are, is usually a bad thing within churches. I mean, the gospel is meant to, to point out your need for forgiveness and repentance. And, you know, these churches are literally like eliminating that need for repentance. They are telling you that just by being a good person, that's all you got to do. Well, if, if that's, if that's your belief, then you are still lost and in, in you are still enslaved to the devil. Now there's a lot more I want to say about this, but I'm going to cut it off here and we'll do another podcast on this later. So thanks for listening. And, um, Hope you have a great Memorial Day weekend. Come see me at my blog, blueskiesandgreenpastures.com. Leave me comments and questions at blueskiesandgreenpasturesblog at gmail.com. Please subscribe and share. Thanks again.